This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Steve and I have a very close relationship. We will continue to have a very close relationship. Both felt this was time. Uh, it was certainly trending in that way. And to be quite frank, the team was not doing what it was supposed to be doing. We've fallen from our goals, of meeting our goals. And it was, it was time now because we still have lofty aspirations of where we need to get to. This is Dirt and Sprague. Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson are the four teams ranked at the top. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. The lead of the first pitch to Harper, hit high in the air, deep right center field, it is gone! Bryce Harper with his first big World Series moment, and the Phillies strike first, taking an early 2 to nothing lead. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. Two in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spring on Portland Sports Leader. 1080 The Fan. Hulk Day! <laughs> Happy hump day, everybody. Is that one for every home run the Phillies hit last night? That was one for every hump I have in one session. Every hump, baby, that's it. That's, that's a good amount of humps. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. I was solid. Hey, I am what I am. You're not going quite that fast, so it's going to last a little bit longer than that. I don't think you're pumping quite that quickly. How do you know my speed? I feel like you're a little bit slower than you that. You think I'm a slow speed guy? I think guy, you're a yeah. slow speed guy. Hmm. I think you like to take your time. Really? Yeah. See I, your way around the neighborhood. Explore the space a little bit. I do like to explore the space. The problem is, like... You want to go a certain speed, and sometimes you can't control the outcome. Now, that's true. That, 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 that is very true. Sometimes you just naturally end up going faster because, you know, <clears throat> we've all been there. You think Swag is a fast guy? It's uh, a good question. But this, yeah, yeah, I think Swag's high velocity. A, I think he's a high-velocity guy. Okay, all right. I he's, like it. He's, he's got, got those, hips. those dainty little hips. Yeah. You know, he's all skinny now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he goes a little jackrabbit on him. I, I do wonder uh, when people when people lose weight, they do say the studies show uh, that the bedroom life changes a little bit. More stamina, more energy. It just more depends. Libido. It's on the person. It okay. just it depends on a lot of stuff, man. Is this true, Swigard? Sorry, what I'm getting audio. Yeah. Has your sex life improved since you lost weight? <laughs> We're asking them at 602. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, he's on something uh, to do with this conversation. Okay. He's out. Right. He's out on this he's conversation. He's out. He tap, tap out. Tap yeah, out. He tap out. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. 
I'm done. Well, hey, maybe I'll try the theory. I'll try and lose a couple of pounds, and I'll report back to you. Oh, who's to say you need to? Maybe yeah, your, your, your game could be at the that's top true. of its level right now. Or you're feeling good, man. I'm MJ in 1998. Do you ever do post-game press conferences? No, but it'd be a lot of fun. You know, God, we had a great first half there. Kind of lost our way a little bit. Game plan got out of our hands, but then we regrouped. Okay, we rebattled. Second half game plan was solid. We saw a couple of weaknesses in the defense, and we attacked them, you know? You imagine if everyday people had press conferences in things they do in their lives. <laughs> How great would that be? That'd which, be awesome, which job would you most want to Oh, from? that's a great question, Swigert. Which job would I want a post-game press conference? Like your mail carrier? Right now, hmm. I would love a School daily... bus driver? Oh, God, that would be good. I, I would pay for a post-game press conference of Jeff McGinley right now. Hold on. Are we getting raw, unfiltered, actual yes. feelings? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, that changes this. Like, okay. Give me McGinley at the podium. With uh, the ability no, 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 to no. fire questions. You want the podium or you want, like, McGinley, I think you're going to be more where you just uh, grab him like the on-court, on-field post-game right as stuff got happening. I kind of want the scrum. You want the scrum? Like, the, oh, the gaggle in the locker You want him to ramp it up? I kind of like scrums. Scrums make people feel very uncomfortable, and you put, like, yeah. seven microphones in <laughs> yeah, front of them. Yeah, they huddle around. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. I, I learned quickly in this industry that the scrum is a big part of working in media and I can't execute the scrum. Oh, you're not good in a scrum. I'm too small. You're not too small. I'm small. Being small, you're, you're limited. You're not too small. Oh, too you small. have an advantage. You can get you, See, got, you can so. get in the first the first ring, the first semicircle of I, the scrum. I don't have the intuition to You've feel. you got a good build. I don't, uh, sure, I mean, I can box people out, but yeah. I, I don't like getting into people's personal space. That's half the scrum. That's half the scrum. <laughs> See, you're, you're in somebody's this is personal one of my, space. This is one of my issues. And then I don't also have the intuition to understand when it is time to go get set up. Like, I'm always late. I'm never there in time. And then when I'm late, I'm, I'm done. I have no chance. Because now I'm reaching over the top. The whole, the whole thing's boxed out. I can't get in the front of the line. When was the last time you scrummed? Uh, Oregon Media Day, I had to scrum. You did? I did. They made a scrum. It was a scrum. Why did you guys scrum? I thought that I, was a setup media day. Shouldn't there have been a podium and people just sit down? <laughs> Lanning did a podium thing. Okay. And then every player was at a little table. Yeah. And you chose which one you wanted to go scrum by. And everybody chose. The, I mean, you wanted to hear from Bo Nix and, uh, you know, well, Noah could you, Sewell. Could you have gone, like, opposite? You gone the players nobody's with and then go to the players everybody no. wants when they leave? They all talked at the same time. Ah. So you either had them there yeah. or you didn't have them at all. So I could have gone non-scrum and interviewed a player that nobody else really wanted to interview because there was a few guys that were talking to, like, two reporters. Yeah. But if you wanted Bo Nix audio, you're scrumming. And I, and I miss it. I was too late. I'm over the top. I can't get the mic close enough. I yeah. got little alligator arms. That's the one thing I have going for me because I, I don't have the, the widest of builds. I have long arms. And so my arms can re. I mean, I can't tell you how many blazer scrums I've been in where my arms are overheads. Yes. And I've got my mic. I, like, if you go and back and look at videos from like three years ago, four years ago, pre-COVID. Look at that 1080 the flag mic flag. You ah. see the 1080 the mic flag. That's yeah, me. There, there is an art form to it, and it's not easy. It doesn't no. say that you're perfect by any means, but you you got to use your length sometimes when you need you do. to. And this you is what I'm saying. Make- I don't have length. I have one unique ability in the scrum, and if I don't y- utilize that ability, I'm out. Well, I'm also really good at sidling. Oh, you're a good sidler. Yep. Yeah. For, yeah. for, for yeah, those you- who don't know, sidling is basically like you're just you're hanging very closely to an athlete until you're they're ready to talk. So, like in the locker room for the Blazers, for example, you walk in. There's these big ass doors. You walk in and boom, there's the lockers, right? Like um, there's lockers immediately behind the door and it goes all the way back, probably about 15 to 20 feet. 
Dame's locker is the far back left one. It's the closest one coming out of the showers. And so when you're done interviewing Jeremy Grant or Josh Hart or Shaden Sharp, whoever, you start to do the sidling with Dame because Dame <laughs> takes his time, right? He does. He does. Dame's got the good fit. Dame smells the best. Like he's getting ready for his postgame festivities, whatever they may be. He does smell delightful. I'll be honest with you. I, I long look in the lockers of these get players <laughs> because they all smell amazing. They NBA do. athletes, I don't know what they use, what, what deodorant it is or what... Uh, Body wash or cologne, I whatever don't know. the case. Yeah, whatever they're using, they smell really good. Like, yeah. I'm always like... Like, you know, you smell a car freshener, and you're like, this is nice. <laughs> I like the smell. That's me walking into the Blazer locker room going, I wish I could smell like this. <laughs> it's delightful. And so, you know, you, I kind of sidling is you're waiting Dame out. You're waiting for him to be ready. And sometimes he'll just be unexpectedly ready. Like, he'll be back turned, facing his locker, and then he just turns around. He's got his gold chain on. He sits down. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. But I'm really good at, like, Reading the room, right? There's usually Jason Quick as a sidler. He understands the game. He's been in it for years. Mm -hmm. You got some of your TV veterans, your Nick Krupkeys of the world. They know how to sidle. Yeah, the TV guys are always pretty good. Oh, yeah. Orlando yeah. Sanchez is a very good sidler. <laughs> you got to make friends with the actually the the uh, TV camera guys, though. That That is actually an important. So I'll give you a, a quick story. One time I was being boxed out, <laughs> and it was a Dame postgame. And so I, my arms couldn't even get through. It was that crazy that day. I think national reporters were there. And the Dame audio is the only audio anybody ever wants. It's really the audio like, that counts. We're not, yeah. we're not, we're not going to play Justice Winslow audio here. Shaden, you know? how do you think yeah. you played? I thought I played great. Okay, dude, yeah. thank you, Shaden. Uh, Turn that into a promo. <laughs> Dame's answer on how Shaden played is usually better than how Shaden played. Yes. Anyways, I was boxed out. Well, one of the cameramen, and I want to say it was K2, and I want to say his name is Mike Warner. I hope it's I'm getting Brian. Him. Brian Warner. Brian Warner. Thank you. Yes. Friend of the show. Apologies. I think he listens to the show. He does. Yeah. yeah. Because he looked at me and could tell I was trying to get, I couldn't get in. I don't want to be too rude. He threw you a bone. And he like moved over with his camera on his other shoulder and was like, you know, kind of like indicating, yep. like, hey, come on in. And that's really nice because I'll tell you a quick story. When I worked for Comcast Sportsnet for one year <laughs> and then they fired me for a smoke show. I was in a post-game Oregon State press conference. I'm as well-known at Oregon State as any media member. You needed to show more leg. I had. <laughs> you did. More skirts. I did need more skirts. Um, I had a camera. I was my own cameraman, so I would set up my camera. So pre-game, what I would do is I'd set my camera where I wanted it because I knew where it was a good spot for post-game downstairs. I put my camera there. I went up. I did my game thing, right? Go to the post-game. I go to the post game and I step to my camera. Uh oh. And my camera is next to a K Val camera. K Val is a station in Eugene. Get the hell out of here, K Val. And this a hole, I will never forgive him, nor will I ever not forget. I will never not forget. Tom Ward of K Val. Tom Ward. Absolutely. I haven't heard that name in a long time. A hole. Just the <laughs> biggest a hole you could meet wow. in media. My, of all the people in the media, and my I can. My phone is about to blow up. Tom's probably listening. He's going to call me. Well, I'm sorry. If Tom wants to call in and apologize, you <laughs> can yourself, Tom. I was a 24 year old reporter. My camera was clearly set up next to his. I knew the reporter, Phil Mullaney, who now works for the Denver Broncos. We were good, we were fine. 
he grabbed my camera Ooh. and he pushed it out of the way and said, stop crowding our camera. Yeah, you can't do that. And, and, and he actually almost pushed me Ooh. and it got contentious. And, and if it was a different setting, I don't care if Tom Ward would have kicked my ass. 24-year-old Brandon Sprague would have gone to fisticuffs with him. I think he could take Tom Ward. Well, he's got old man. He's got sneaky old man he's got build. Old man like, he's got that old man strength. Not a big guy tell. though. You got longer reach than he does. He's a little crazy. Yeah. you can see it in his eyes. Yeah. There's some darkness there. There's there. That's there. I will never forget that moment because I said to myself, "I'm never letting some a hole push me around like that again." <laughs> I'm standing my ground in this it, moment. It was it was a learning experience for me, and ever since then, I would classify my, my uh, classify myself as a good scrummer. You, you, I never had to learn that lesson like that. I've ne- I never had to really, truly, professionally scrum. Like, if I didn't get audio for something, it wasn't the end of the world early in my yeah. career. Like, if you come back and you're like, ah, I only got Dame, but I didn't get LaMarcus, right, right, when we started, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I went down when uh, we were still doing our own Blazer post game when Furness was still here. So we would do our own live Blazer post game like, afterwards. So I was being broken in, trying to get it, this was back in the days of mini discs and try to figure out how to turn it around and get it back to him to play. <laughs> so yeah, the art of the scrum was, uh, that was, uh, that was back when we only had the one, the one afternoon show. Yeah. Swag. We did a post game blazer <laughs> playoff show years and years ago when, uh, Lillard hit the shot against the yep, Rockets. I was there. I, so one of my favorite post game stories of all time, maybe the highlight of our radio career. It really kind of was like, it, it didn't even really involve us. So me and Dirt are doing the post-game show. We missed the Lillard shot live. Swag got to go. And, of course, Swag, me and Dirt are back at the studio. We're like, F this guy. He gets to go to this game. We got to do this show. <laughs> We're sitting in here watching it on TV, damn it. It wasn't the same. And uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to say it was that game. I think it was a different game. But there was a post-game, and you were sending us audio. And we loved this. You sent us audio, and you were being very respectful in the locker room because you don't want to be loud guy in the locker room. It's not a big room. Oh, we have – oh, my super whisper or something. Yes. Do we still have the cut? I'll have to go look. I'll look throughout the show. Well, but... if, if we can't find it, I'll tell you right now, Swag sends us the audio in bulk so we can cut it up, and then we have the clips for the post game. And every, every cut Swag sends us, he goes, Guys, LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just LaMarcus Aldridge playing, and he goes, that's going to do it for me. Jason's why I got a 1080 the van. Back to you. Back to you. <laughs> it was just like, uh, it, was it was the most so perfect. It was the most professional, yes. funny thing you that, ever That done. I learned from Furness. Of the, the whisper? Yeah, that was, that was uh, an homage to, to one Ian Furness. <laughs> the careless whisper in the locker room. We had the drop forever. It was like, guys, LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> it was Swigard here, back to you. Jason Swigard, Portland sports leader, 1080 fan. <laughs> that is one thing Ian Furness is. He is a, he is a professional broadcaster. Yeah. Very professional. Like, it's like of the, the description. Somebody said, I'm a school teacher, and good God, post day. Uh, press conferences would be something. Else. I was going to actually throw teacher out there. Like if you could give them unfiltered, Hey, you got 15 minutes. Let's talk through. Let well, me start with Jimmy. It <laughs> <laughs> just proceeds to lay into Jimmy. The day was going great. And then little Billy stuck a crayon up his nose. And then we had to spend the next 40 minutes digging it out. You guys ever seen a fart bubble? <laughs> no, really like an actual fart that has a bubble. I had to deal with that today. I want that. I want post-game press conferences for everybody. 
We should start that as a show bit, like film, like walk out of the studio at nine oh one and film ourselves. How did it go today? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> didn't didn't Sports Center do one of their This Is Sports Center I things think they did. like yeah. that? I think they did. Like yep. I think it was Dan Patrick. <laughs> you put like a towel over there. They had a towel. They were in a locker room. <laughs> Guys, oh, got out of hand there in the second half. Teleprompter went down. <laughs> we had to battle through the elements. <laughs> I mean, we could do that right now. We're hosting a damn show in an office, a ten by ten office. Uh, yeah. Spray farted in the third segment. We really never cover recovered from that. Yeah. Ruined it for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, we've all felt like Steve Nash the last two months. <laughs> Wow. Get me out of here. Talk about timing. Huh? I told you Steve Nash wanted to be fired <laughs> yesterday right after the show. He gets fired. Yeah. Like I said, parting a ways, too. Like a, like a mutual, I don't want to do this anymore, so can you I, just yeah. relieve me of my duties, please? The minute he played both sides of an anti-Semitic rant, I think is the minute he realized, yeah, I got to get out. This is, what did I just do? This yeah. isn't good. <clears throat> we got to learn from this together. Come on, let's oh. grow. Let's grow together. Okay? Well, we got a good show today. Uh, I don't know if we'll be post-game worthy in terms of uh, feeling like a lot of stress. We got a lot to get to. Uh, NFL trade deadline was yesterday, and it was wild, and it was crazy, and there's a lot of movement, and I have it all written down. It was a lot, and I loved every second of it. The NFL trade deadline, I love that it's getting better and better every year. Yep, it felt more like an NBA or Major League Baseball. It kind of did. I think teams are realizing uh, that they have win-now moves that they can make. Um, So we'll get to that. We got Corey Jez, the analytics uh, broadcaster for the Portland Trailblazers at 730. They do play the Memphis Grizzlies tonight on ESPN national game for shade and sharp and so we'll talk to the jezzer at 7 30 for the daily ticker we'll get to the world series it, it, a bit of a dud of a game but mm-hmm. you cannot match what that first home run in the home stadium by the home team feels like can you no you cannot i think it's a really cool moment for baseball that does not happen very often yes i'm with you on that and now the phillies are up 2-1 in the world series uh we'll get to that and of course we will get to the college football playoff because uh, yeah we get to meet. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the uh, new uh, chairman being named Boo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm ready to rage. I'm ready to. Break I love some this. Stuff. Every year you do ready. this, you're like, I'm not gonna care. It's None week of it one. matters. None of it matters. His it's name's stupid. Boo. Yeah, his name is Boo. Uh, it's, I would. Actually, Can you take anything seriously from somebody that goes by Boo? What about Boo Weekly? No, no I don't know. Was he chairman of anything, though? I don't like, know. Like, when you're the chairman, you're the dude in the suit and the tie on TV, and you go by Boo. Yeah. Boo Corrigan. Boo Corrigan. I felt like every time he was saying Corrigan, I thought Reese Davis was saying Oregon. I was like, are they going to talk about Oregon? I'm confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> Boo Corrigan, what? Well, uh, we'll get to that as they already have hypocrisy in their <laughs> first ranking. So we got a loaded show, status story as well. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Wednesday morning. Let's get it going on 1080 The Fan. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back in. We have a lot to get to. Let's start in the National Football League, my man. Love it. Yesterday was awesome. Trade deadline day. Now, look, there were other moves that I didn't list, like some defensive back movement and, you know, Kansas City sent a DB to Atlanta. I tried to write the most, the biggest names that were of moved yesterday. I'll start with Chicago as the Bears. I don't know if this surprised people or if it didn't surprise people. The Bears went and got themselves a pass catcher. They traded and got Chase Claypool out of Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers and him, that's a weird couple years after drafting him in the second round it his rookie year he had 10 tutties he's got 12 for his career so that's you know two touchdowns after being drafted for two years the Bears traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool uh the pick is there so it could end up being a good pick for Pittsburgh if Chicago doesn't win very well uh the rest of the way uh Claypool has 153 catches in his career over 2,000 yards and as I mentioned 12 tutties uh, but the Bears went and got a, a wide receiver for, for Justin Fields. This is one of those things where it's like both sides of this argument are true. I, I've seen a lot of people yelling on Twitter about how could you possibly give up a second-round pick for a guy who has not really performed since his rookie year, a guy that has been at times a locker room distraction. Remember his moment at the end of the game last year? I think it was on the road at Minnesota where he celebrated a first down and they were trying to spike the ball and they ended up losing like 10 seconds off the clock and they ended up losing the game. Like he said, those kind of <clears throat> excuse me, those kind of mistakes – He's filming the coach in the locker room after the game. Like, there's been a lot of issues. So I totally get some folks saying, why would you give up a second-round pick for that? The other side of the argument is, and I think both sides are true, like, I, I will always support teams that are trying to do things to help a young quarterback. And Justin Fields has nobody to throw the football to. Darnell Mooney's an okay piece, but he's not a number one wide receiver. Is Chase Claypool? I don't know, but it's a new setting, new fit. He played with Cole Komet in college. Like, there's arguments that could be made of, like, I, I will always support a team that's aggressive, that's trying to say, the Bears aren't going anywhere this year. 
But can Claypool and Fields develop chemistry leading into the offseason? They got $100 million in cap space. Like, all right, I could, I could see where they're going with this trade. Well, I, I think you have to look at it long-term too, right? Like you got a young receiver. It didn't quite go how he wanted it to go in one of the most stable organizations in pro sports. Is this the kind of wake-up call restart for him? Also, I, I've said, I think I said this on Monday's show. Go look at the last couple weeks, man. The Bears' offense is kind of figured out a little bit. They know how to use fields. Yeah. Um, you know, they move them out of the pocket a little bit and get these uh, improvising plays going. I'd be curious to see how they use Chase Claypool in that way. Like, hey, when he escapes the pocket, just get open and get him the football. And so I think you look at the Bears' offense the last couple weeks, they don't seem to be quite as boring as they once were. And so we'll see what Chase Claypool can do. Miami made a pretty big move. They did, yeah. Boy, Miami Miami is a sneaky team to talk about. When we, when we evaluate the AFC, everybody feels it's Buffalo, it's Kansas City. And rightfully so, but I've been saying, I think there are teams laying in the weeds that probably aren't going to get any respect come playoff time. If Miami can keep Tua healthy, and that is obviously the biggest of concerns for them, I think Miami, I think Baltimore, I think those are a couple teams that you could look at in the AFC and say, if they play their best game, I mean, Baltimore was up 17 points on Buffalo. They blew that lead, but they were up Mm -hmm. 17 points. Uh, obviously, we, we know Miami has the offense to do it. They went and got some defensive help, though. They traded for Bradley Chubb and a fifth-round pick from Denver for a 2023 first-round pick uh, that they got from San Francisco in the Trey Lance trade, a 2024 fourth-round pick, and Chase Edmonds, the running back. Uh, they also traded a, a fifth-round pick to San Francisco for Jeff Wilson. And so uh, Mike McDaniel has Raheem Mostert (laughs) and Jeff Wilson in his backfield, and he's playing San Francisco East. I mean, he became expendable for the 49ers because of the McCaffrey trade. They got another back that's coming off uh, the injury reserve, so he'll be back soon. So they got depth there. Wilson became expendable. That's a good move because Niners need draft capital. I think Jeff Wilson is is a guy who likes the Niners. I think Jeff Wilson's a really good player. He's a good back. There's no doubt. The highlight of the the Dolphins, though, was getting Bradley Chubb. They they desperately need help in the pass rush. I, I think they're one of the lowest sack teams in the uh, in the NFL, I saw the, the numbers yesterday. As 22% the went down. is their pressure rate. It's one of the lowest in the NFL. Not good. Uh, not very good. Yeah, yeah, 22%. They only have 15 sacks in eight games. That's 21st in the NFL. So uh, they desperately needed help there. Bradley Chubb is going to fill that role uh, perfectly for them, especially when you're looking at needing to beat quarterbacks like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow come playoff time. You need to have a dominant pass rush in order to beat those guys, and you need to be, need to be able to win up front without having to blitz and Chubb helps that. And for the Broncos, you're limited in what you can do money spending wise when you have a guy like Russell Wilson and you give him the contract that you give him. And so what becomes gold for the Denver Broncos is young talent that's on rookie contracts. And so they get a first round pick out of this deal. I think Miami's going to go on and have a good year. So it's not going to be a great first round pick. The 49ers also having a good year. Uh, so I can't remember if it was their pick or the 49er pick, but either way, it'll be a late first round pick. They need cheap help and they're going to get it with that first round pick. Now it's not Bradley Chubb, but Denver did went and add a defensive lineman. They got Jacob Martin from the jets. So they, they brought filled back the hole something. at least. Yeah. yeah. Fill, fill the hole ish on the defensive line. I, uh, some people were surprised they didn't trade their receivers. Like Jerry Judy was a name that was being floated around a lot. And basically what they said is they don't want to take targets away from Russ. Which they shouldn't. I mean, they're paying a guy $250 million. Why would you take away targets? Well, they're what now? Three and five? Uh, Are they, did they move to three and five with that win over Jacksonville and London? I believe so. Hold on. Let me I pull mean, it up. It's, it's not. Yeah, three and five. And I, I actually noted this on Sunday night. I'm going to watch them one more week. 
That's uh-huh. did you watch? Well, did you you watch the London game? I'm assuming. I did not watch the London. You game, didn't watch no. the London. So the second half, so that you see the score and you see the final. You go, what? It was really all second half stuff. And so it's not that Denver's offense is suddenly, whoa. It's more like they actually put some stuff together and Russ was getting the ball out of his hands pretty quick and not having to think about it as much. The run game got going a little bit. Like, I thought their offense looked pretty good in the second half. That's against the Jags, but I kind of want to watch that the next week or two and see if their offense is going to go back to what it was or if maybe they, they found something there in the second half in London. They reached 20 points for the second time this year. Almost all of that came in the second half. They were not good in the first half of that football game. I just know I bet the under in that game and the under hit. They're off this week, by the way, so they got oh, to buy, okay. and then they play the Titans on the road. Okay, well, that'll be a good test for their offense. Uh, we got more NFL trades to get to, uh, something that I saw yesterday in the world of college football, and then we'll get to the uh, college football playoff rankings. And don't forget, Corey Jez, uh, analytics broadcaster for the Trailblazers, will join us at 7.30. Uh, But some more NFL talk coming up next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back, Dan. We have a lot of college football to get to today. Some important news to discuss in 15 minutes. Uh, But we were going through some of the NFL trades yesterday. As NFL trade deadline day used to be boring, and now it seems like it's picking up steam year by year. It had the vibe of an NBA or Major League Baseball trade deadline. It it did. It was really cool. Well, there's a lot of names, like quarterbacks are the biggest names in that league. But, man, when people are obsessed with the sport the way that we are and we some of us gamble on it every weekend. Others just watch the red zone or a game or games every weekend. You tend to know a lot of the names, even if they're not quarterback. Like, I thought this was arguably the biggest trade of the day. The Buffalo Bills traded Zach Moss in a six-round pick uh, that can potentially, by the way, turn into a fifth round to Indy. They got Naheem Hines. They did. Naheem Hines ranks fifth among running backs in receiving yards since he got in the league in 2018. So you just gave Josh Allen one of the best best pass-catching targets out of the backfield in the entire league. I thought that was a huge trade. He's been over 400 yards almost every year in his career receiving, and that's playing in an offense that doesn't probably utilize him as well as he should be utilized in playing with not great quarterbacks over the last couple of years in Indy. He is a perfect fit for their offense. Like, just perfect. It, it was an example of the rich get richer. But I thought there was one trade that was a bigger deal than okay, that. Okay, I'll get to that one because I think I know which one you're going to cite. I do want to get to my favorite trade of the day. Okay. Um, the Jags went and got Trevor Lawrence a new target, and, and it wasn't just any target. It was a target that isn't going to play, <laughs> but can't because he got caught betting on his former team to beat now his new team, and that's Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley got traded uh, from the Falcons 
for a 2023 fifth-round pick and a 2024 fourth-round conditional pick, and that pick can become a third-rounder if Ridley plays next year and hits certain incentives. And so Trevor Lawrence gets a deep threat, gets a good target in Calvin Ridley, who's had a good career. But many may have forgotten Calvin is suspended this year because he laid a $1,500 bet. Yes, he is. And one of those bets was betting on his team, the Falcons, to beat his now new team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> this was actually, I thought, the biggest trade of the day. Really? And one that we're not, I mean, everybody's. Is this the trade that you were talking this about? This was the trade I was wow. going to talk about. Everybody's going to forget about this deal because, as you point out, he's not going to play this year. Yeah. There's the funny part of it of like, well, Jacksonville, way to get your quarterback help now. He can't play until, you know, they can start working together on the offseason once the suspension is, is fully lifted. This is one, though, that like a year from now, you're going to be like, oh, no, less than a year from now, when next year kicks off. That's right. I, I honestly think Calvin Ridley is a true number one wide receiver in the NFL. You think he's a number one? I do. It, right, it, it took a fourth or fifth, uh, fourth and fifth round pick to get him. So yeah. that's hardly anything when you look at what some of these wide receivers are going for. He's not quite at the level of a Tyree Kill or a Devontae Adams. I'm not putting him in that conversation. But look at the, the compensation it took to acquire him compared to acquiring the other guys. They didn't have to mortgage their future with picks to go make this trade happen. Uh, and when you plug him into this offense, this is exactly what Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville needs. For anybody who's watched them this year, uh, Lawrence is not having a very good season. The Jags, are, they have lost like five games in a row. They've been a dumpster fire. Games, some, some of those games they shouldn't have lost. No, they've been competitive. Hell, even the one we were just talking about with Denver, man, they, were in, they had the lead. They were in that ball game. They very easily could have won. The Colts game, like there's a lot of those the last couple of weeks. They desperately need a number one wide receiver. They have nobody that can, that can be a deep threat for Trevor Lawrence that can get open in, in tight one-on-one situations. And I think Calvin Ridley could do that. And you didn't have to give up more than a fourth or fifth round pick to go get him. I, I love this trade. Well, ETN had a big weekend yep. uh, this past weekend running the football for them. And, 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 yeah, they don't have a true one. It's a lot of, like, second, third option guys, right? Like, like Kirk's a good wide receiver. Kirk's but he's good. Zay Jones one. is good. Yeah. Uh, is Marvin Jones? I think Marvin Jones Marvin, is there. Yeah. Like, those, that's a good little receiving core. And if you could add a true one, and you do believe Calvin Redley's a one, that's an offense with Doug Peterson. You'd imagine if Trevor Lawrence doesn't continue to suck in key moments. Yeah. I say that as a disgruntled better. <laughs> uh, that could be a big move for them. I actually thought this was the move you were going to say was the biggest oh, one. Okay. The Vikings getting uh, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson out of Detroit. This is a big move. Uh, for a, a, By the way, second round pick in 2023 and a third round pick in 2024. And they'll get Hawkinson and a 2023 fourth-round pick and a conditional pick. I thought you were going to say this one because no matter how you feel about the Vikings right now, and you should be happy with the record, you know, a lot of people don't trust them. But now you've given Kirkers another target. And if we know anything about Kirk Cousins, he's got Justin Jefferson. But Kirk Cousins loves himself a good tight end. Loves a good tight end. And TJ Hawkinson <laughs> is one of the best tight ends that doesn't probably get enough yeah. Uh, mention in the conversation and he gets out of Detroit. This was, I think it was Ryan Clark that said it yesterday uh, that they they're trying to go the San Francisco route. We've hired an offensive coach that we feel like is a pretty good mind. We have incredible weapons all over the field. Thielen, Jefferson, uh, Dalvin cook had a huge game this past weekend. Yeah. We got all these weapons. Let's go get another weapon. Cause yep. you can never have too many weapons. And now we just need Kirk cousins to not lose it. Like, just get the ball to playmakers and get the hell out of the way. And I thought that was a pretty good analogy because that's what the 49ers do. They try and out-scheme you. They say, we have Debo and Kittle and now Christian McCaffrey. You're not going to be able to stop those guys in one-on-one situations. And, Jimmy, just please don't throw a pick in the end zone. And we got a chance to win this game. 
And th- this was a big time move. Shorter impact, uh, like uh, short term impact. This is probably the biggest trade of, of the deadline. Long term impact. I think Ridley will be a, a bigger deal. But they needed a tight end. Irv Smith got hurt this week. I think he's going on IR. He's on for like uh, six to eight weeks. He's out for a while. So weeks. this was a big need yeah. for them. And it's another sign that the like, what are the Lions doing? They stink. They stink again. They're getting draft capital. They got a second round sure. pick out of that trade. I mean, sure. I, yeah. Are they going to hit on that draft pick? I mean, I haven't won a playoff game since 1991. No, I, I know. They still like, suck. Did you not want him? You wanted him to go no, all No, I'm in? not saying that. I'm just, I think there's a thing there with the Lions of like people tried to go there this offseason of, of buying in. Because and we'll tread water as long and... as it takes to f- bury you. It's not, it's not gone well. I don't <laughs> no. know where Campbell's job security is right now. His record overall as a coach in year three is not good. It's horrible. Horrible. It's pretty There's awful. No they fired Jim Caldwell, who was above 500 as a coach in Detroit. Well, let me ask you, though. I'm not trying to excuse it. <laughs> okay. I do like Dan Campbell, but, like, I do, too. I just don't think he's a great head coach. Well, but is their situation, is it just coaching, or do you think, like, do you look at Jared Goff-led teams and say they should be better? I mean, technically, McVay did get him to a Super Bowl. I mean, Sean McVay is like one of four coaches in the whole league that knows how to do offense that way. Yeah, I, I just I think, think that's the tough thing is you're always looking at like the preemptive best, right? We do as quarterbacks. When we comp them, we're comping it to Mahomes and Allen in our minds. And it's like, eh, that guy's okay. Actually, he's pretty good. It just the two best ones are so much better. Uh, the only reason why I think it doesn't look great is that Jim Caldwell was there for five years. I, I don't disagree with and your was overall. Well point. above five hundred. Caldwell they f- should get another job. He like, should. I and can't believe nobody's hired him. They fired him after a nine and seven season because yeah. he hadn't won a playoff game. I guess they brought in Matt Patricia. Caldwell was good in Indy too. By the way, he taking was. over for he was like what? Didn't they? They lost the Super Bowl, right? The Saints game. Wasn't he the coach of that? I believe so. I think Dungy retired, and I think he took over. They went to the Super Bowl, and that was his first year. Yeah, two thousand and nine. Peyton threw the pick six, and that like they had the second he half. He was only there for three and... years, and that was he had the two years with Peyton, and then Peyton got hurt. That was the Peyton year. Peyton hurt his neck. His and, last year, and they went to Jim Pagano. Yeah, they fired him after that. And then Jim Pagano, like, eh. I mean, he was there for four year four years in Detroit, eleven and five, seven and nine, nine and seven, nine and seven, and they fired him. Those are good years for Detroit too. I, I, has Detroit been anywhere near five hundred? since then i don't think that they have well i'm so gonna that's, say no that's my larger point I, it's not all on dan campbell i just you hired a motivational guy to be your head coach and i don't think that works in the nfl well his position is is they've already fired their db coach it's his coordinators too like you, you got to hire the right if you're if you're a motivational guy you got to have the right coordinators right you get up the yeah. guys who actually know what they're doing x's and o's wise on that side of the ball uh but i thought it was a good move for the vikings i you know i picked the vikings preseason to win their division I think right now where they stand and everybody else in that division stands, you feel good about it. I think you feel great now that you got TJ Hawkinson. A uh, couple note, or uh, one quick note, Brandon Cooks didn't get traded. And it's, no. there was rumors before the deadline that they were looking to move him. And then they didn't. And then he had like a cryptic tweet where he was like, don't take advantage of my loyalty. I'm never going to let somebody play me again. Get that guy out of Houston, man. And Houston's going at him. Houston fans mad at him. Shut up, you signed your contract. You know, the prototypical athlete, shut up, you got millions of dollars, I don't thing. And so I just, I, I find that interesting, man. I, I thought he'd for sure be somebody. Like, why, what is Green Bay doing? That was the biggest takeaway outside of the deals that were made is Green Bay not going and getting a Brandon Cooks, a Chase Claypool. Why, I mean, why is Green Bay not go get Brandon Cooks? Why would that not make sense for right, them? Right. What's the asking price for Brandon Cooks? Maybe a third round pick? Like, Romeo Dobbs might end up being a good player by the end of the year. There's some signs kind of there for him. And Watson just got a concussion. I, I, 
I don't get it. I feel Doesn't like Brandon sense. Cooks would be a great addition for Aaron Rodgers. He's a quick out. Yeah. You know, he's not a one, but he's a very, very good number two. And so I thought that was odd that he didn't get traded out of Houston. And Kyle Shanahan was asked and said, I've always been a big fan of Odell Beckham Jr. He did answer that. And people are starting to wonder now. Uh, oh, no. Uh, I mean, he's going to have his pick of the litter of where he wants to go. Yeah. Buffalo will sign him for a cheap deal. Kansas City would sign him for a cheap deal. God, if he goes to Kansas City I mean, he's just going to pick where's his best chance for a ring. I just, that, if OBJ turns that into a career, it'd be great. Like, just become a hired assassin that doesn't tra- show up to training camp. See how the first two months of the NFL season goes, and then, all right, where do I want to go? And be a hired gun at the where end of the year. Where would you go? I would go to Buffalo in a heartbeat. Do you think Buffalo is far yes. and away the team with the best chance to get you a ring? As of right now, would you pick anybody to beat Buffalo? Because I wouldn't. Not saying it's a guarantee because it's the NFL. There's I, no I'm guarantee. Never, I'm never count. I don't care what results have happened. I'm never dismissing a Patrick Mahomes playoff sure. game. and I totally get that. Especially Patrick Mahomes going on the row and everybody thinks Buffalo's going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's dangerous. They got a better chance of hosting the AFC title game yeah. at home because they have the head-to-head win over Kansas City. They that's, do. that's where I go. But you can't really go wrong with a couple of those teams. Hey, uh, some good news for one football program in college football and an uh, interesting note as well for them. So I want to get to that coming up next, and then we'll dive into the college football playoff ranking. Dirt and Sprague on this beautiful hump day. Back with more on the Sports Leader 1080, the fan. Thank College football playoff rankings were released. Dirt's already in a tizzy, and then we've got the Jezzer, Corey Jez, coming up, the uh, Blazer broadcast analytics man at 7.30. I got to get to the dirty pole, too, man. Damn it. It's okay. I know you forgot. That's, it's all right. I, don't, I never forget. I you never know what? Sleep. The dirty pole doesn't sleep. You know what? Uh, it's funny that you said that. I did forget, but it's kind of it, – I think it's better if we do it – I'll do it while we talk about the rankings. While we do the rankings. Yeah, I'll give you the real top ten. I think that'll be a good one. I also want to point out, I remembered this last night. I did a lot of show prep yesterday. Uh-huh. I got the show sheet done by 5 o'clock p.m. It Look felt at great. you. That's oh, early. Such a good feeling. Well, that's why the World Series wasn't in there for you. The game hadn't even started yet, man. You already filled out your show sheet. Well, I have... if we got a perfect game? You're not slotting that in at 645? I wrote World Series <laughs> 745 question mark. I don't know what to do after 730. That's your call. Well, I want to react to the Jezzer. I'm excited to have him on the show well Jezzer will give us some good stuff uh i saw your show tweet and noticed you didn't include the dirty pole in your show tweet <laughs> it's true I didn't. and i said yeah. how dare he not do that and then i came in and totally <laughs> forgot so kudos to me for that that's how we work around here. Uh, but we'll get to the dirty pole and we'll kind of line it up with the college football playoff rankings um swag can i get a round of applause going here i'd like to give a round of applause to my program <laughs> oregon state first time in the college football playoff rankings That's our championship. Give us our flowers. Beavers 23 in the college football playoff ranking. Their first ever ranking. One of the few things the committee actually got right. They were higher in the college football playoff than the AP. That's because the AP is a bunch of morons who don't watch any (laughs) games except the ones that they're supposed to cover. Uh, Now the question is, do they stay there uh, another week? Okay, so I I know the game's Friday. I don't want to get too heavy into it, but I do want to note this. Our good friend Carter Baines of BeaverBlitz.com fame. He had a tweet yesterday that went pretty big. Oh. And it was a weather report tweet, which I love a good weather report. Tweet. Love a What's the weather on Friday in Seattle? Supposed to be an atmospheric river atmospheric. hitting oh. the Pacific Northwest. With 40-mile-an-hour winds. Let's go. Oregon That's State. football weather right there. Oregon State. Hey, I Could thought you not. wanted a dome, though. Shouldn't we put a dome in time for Seattle to play that game? Well, it's too late. They already built the stadium. That's right, because you want to run the football. So if you... they build a new stadium, <laughs> sure. But they already built a stadium. That's their fault. they got to play in the weather they want. <laughs> 
And so I, I thought nothing more yesterday than being happy for my bees who are winning this game because Washington is not throwing the football. You're not throwing football in 40-mile-an-hour wind in atmospheric river raid. No. And so cocky sniffing beaver fan Sprague oh, is back. back, baby. He's We're back. winning 6-3. to three. He's back. Run back the Sun Bowl, baby. 3 nothing football. Let's go. So I'm not quite seeing 40-mile-an-hour uh, seeing winds, but it does look like pretty sig- like consistent 20-mile-an-hour like winds. 15 to 20, probably gusts approaching 30 to 40. 20-mile-an-hour winds, though, is still that's a, that's pretty enough. significant yeah. when you're throwing the football a yep. lot. And, and late at night, it looks like. After, was the game kick at 7, 7.30? 7.30. So it looks like from 7 on, there's about a 60% chance of rain. Oh, it's yeah. going to rain. It's coming. <laughs> it ain't odds enough Your there. Your mothers are mutters, man. Yeah, you're damn right we're mutters. It's got all the elements. We also found out yesterday, uh, Jonathan Smith let the cat out of the bag. Go Branson is going to be starting. Yeah, is that a uh, – I didn't see the answer to it or what he had to say. Is that a chance Nolan's not healthy or we're going he, with Go Branson? No, he's just not – he's not – Quite where they want him. Okay. He's not fully participating in practices. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but. I know that Beaver fan. there's a lot of Beaver fans that want Chance Nolan, and we've had a back and forth on that. I, I, and look, I get it. I'm not sitting here arguing that Cole Branson's a, a world beater and going to put the team on his shoulders. Uh, I, I do think with, with him in the lineup at times, they don't try and force the issue. That they trust their offense and the way that they should more when he's in the game. Because he hasn't played as much and he's a little more inexperienced, like just come out and run the football. Give him an occasional boot. Like you shouldn't throw the ball more than 18 times in this game. You shouldn't throw the ball in that weather report more than 10 times with that kid. I, I don't run care. the football and play defense. I don't care who the quarterback is this week anymore. When that weather report came out, I thought, okay, cool. We're yeah. just going to run the football and we're going to punt a lot and we'll trust the defense because if it really does get gusty and it's like 20 to 30 mile an hour winds, it's hard to throw the ball, man. You're just not doing it. Yeah, and, and, or, or it's just going to be a lot of underneath stuff, and they're going to have to string together long drives. You're not going to be taking sure. shots down the field. Sure, and and I've seen the UW run game, and it can be good in, in spurts, mm. but it's not as trustworthy, and so I, I, I thought that was pretty big. I, Husky fan, maybe you're feeling good as well because Oregon State just never plays well up in Seattle. There is a thing with Oregon State on the road that they got to prove. They've Absolutely. not been very good. The Fresno State game, they eked out. Stanford, they should have lost. They have not been very good on the road. You just named two wins. I did. Could have at least named the Utah game. Well, I mean, that one was kind of obvious. <laughs> it was a bloodbath. <laughs> you, have it, you have been a different team at home this year than you have been on the road. And that's yeah. the case for a lot of teams that's in Oregon State. football, though, right? right? Yeah, a lot of teams in Oregon State spot. That's the way that they operate. But I did, like, not, I know every time I say stuff like this, it sounds condescending, and I promise it doesn't mean I don't mean it condescending. Like, that was really cool for Oregon State yesterday. There were three teams that made their debut in the college football playoff poll. It's been around for almost 10 years. They've never been ranked. Oregon State was one of them. Tulane, and I believe Illinois was the other one. Tulane made it. Yeah, good yeah, for them. They're going to a New Year's Six game. In the future format of the college football playoff, Tulane would be, be in. the in playoff, yeah. Because it's the six highest conference champions, and you only have five Power Five conferences, and they're the highest non-Power Five uh, conference leader as of right now. It's just, I don't know, it's really cool, man. They're having a good year. They deserve the recognition. You win Friday, you're sticking around for a bit. Even if they lose Friday, they got a couple of winnable games after that, and they got a chance to be back in before the Civil War. But they deserve recognition for the year they're having. So the Huskies got to take on Jaden Grant, Rejon Wright, and God. Good luck to you on Friday. <laughs> uh, we'll have a lot more on that game as the week goes on. I just wanted to note the weather report that we got yesterday. All right, loaded second hour. Corey Jez, analytics broadcaster for the Portland Trailblazers, will join us at the bottom at 7.30. But coming up next to kick off the second hour, College football playoff released, Dirt's dirty poll, and he's already pissed at the committee. <laughs> what a second hour we have. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.